Hello everyone, welcome to the Youth Critic Podcast on the Youth Critic Network. everyone welcome to the youth critic podcast i am your host kale smith joining me this week is david weiser from film assessment hey everybody it's good to be back uh we are and we are joined today by two other guests uh for our big for our big like october episode uh we have on the left uh jacob suggs hi everyone i'm glad to be back as well thank you kale and First time on the show on my right is uh, Case Kellum. Hey, how you doing? It's good to be here. It's good to finally have you, my friend. I, I'm so excited. I'm excited that everyone's here, but I'm really excited that you're here. <laughs> okay. uh, all right. But uh, since Case, you this is your first time on the show. Uh, what movies? What movies are we talking about today? Uh, today, so these these will be within the same episode. Uh, yes. We'll, we'll okay. do one whole episode, yes. All right, cool. Uh, today we are talking about Halloween Ends and Black Adam. Awesome. Uh, so, yes, we are going to be talking about Halloween Ends, the conclusion to David Gordon Green's Halloween trilogy uh, that was in, that's now in a quartet with the, uh, the original Halloween movie. Uh, we are talking about that, um, all the controversies, um, the good, the bad, the ugly, the Corey Cunninghams. Who looks more like Corey Cunningham on this <laughs> podcast right now? Um, and all, all the good stuff. And then we will go to Black Adam, where I will be therapizing, um, and Jacob will be my, um, my doctor. Uh, and David will also be here to take notes. And Case is also a long. Cases are also our Halloween fan who will also be taking notes. Nice. I'm kidding, um, but yeah, starting uh, right off the bat, uh, I'm going to start with Halloween Ends, and we're going to start with uh, Jacob. What are your thoughts on Halloween Ends? Okay, so I know Kale's thoughts, and I know David's thoughts, and I know everyone else on the planet's thoughts, and they're not pretty. Ha- they're not pretty good, but. I know my own thoughts. So I'm not going to lie. Do I think it's like a masterpiece and like a hidden gem? No. Do I think it could have been better in some parts? Yes. But man, I had a great time with this movie. I think that it's a great way to end David Gordon Green's Halloween trilogy. I thought it harkened back to the themes of the original Halloween really well um, and brought back the idea of like, you know, evil never really goes away. It just kind of changes 
which I think is demonstrated in just the first few minutes with not only Corey being framed for um, a murder that he didn't commit, but also with the pumpkins that kind of shift and change at the start. It's very much a, a thematic representation of what the film's about. And I think that each film within his trilogy works very well to where the first film is about Lori's, Lori's trauma and how it's affected like her family in the years following the events from the original film. The second film is about how Michael has affected Haddonfield as a whole. And I feel like the, the third film now again is about how evil always kind of comes back and never goes away. And even if it ends with Michael Myers, his influence, is, it's already been done and it'll live on for years and years and years to come, even if it's not in the form of Michael Myers himself. And even Corey's name is like an alliteration, much like Michael's name. And I think that the film itself does what it needs to do in a way that definitely isn't for everyone. But I think for me was a very interesting change of pace and a really amazing surprise. I, I have no idea how David Gordon Green got this movie greenlit. I'm going to be honest, but can I curse on the, the podcast, Kill? Oh, yes, of course. Absolutely. Okay, well, well, damn, I had a great time with this movie. I thought it was really fun. <laughs> Um, okay, and going, actually, we'll go to Case, and then we'll go to David. All right, uh, yeah, no, I, I, Jacob, I think you nailed it. Um, oh, I, I totally agree. I think that the controversies of this movie are well-earned. It's, it makes a lot of moves that are understandably divisive, you know, not having a lot of Michael in the movie, introducing a whole new character that we're supposed to care about, um, it, not, nevertheless, I think that those choices are very intentional. I think that they're meant to be provoking uh, because I, I agree. I think that the movie is intended to illustrate like how evil its shape is, is changing throughout Haddonfield and throughout the world over time. Um, but I, I also think that in there is a theme that this cycle needs to be broken that this cycle is going to continue if it never gets interrupted. Like once Michael and Lori go away, eventually it would fall on Corey and uh, Allison if those two characters were like, if uh, if their story was to continue. Um, yeah, I, I think that a lot of the choices made with this movie are reflective of what Halloween three season of the witch was meant to do back in the day to end the Michael story and start its own story. And the fact that the fan reaction was, and I assume we'll get into this later, but that, that people reacted the way that they did and uh, that other Halloween stories weren't allowed to be told. I, I think that it's all intentional. Uh, it, it's, it's in a way it's meant to take on John Carpenter's original vision and bring it into the present. Uh, yeah. I, like Jacob said, I think that it's, and there are a lot of things about the movie I don't like that I think were not intentional choices, but overall, I think that it's the most interesting Halloween movie that I've seen. And David? Well, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I <laughs> fucking hated this movie. I was waiting for it. I knew <laughs> it. These three Halloween sequels are some of the worst movies I've ever fucking seen. They're <laughs> atrocious. And I hate them all with a passion. <laughs> and like this one, like 
the big opening scene is there's just so much in it that is like un- obviously like unintentionally hilarious like in the way it's executed like the opening scene had me dying of laughter like the way it happens where like the kid just falls off the fucking thing and fall and then the 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 like crash zoom on the mom like screaming <laughs> like the the way it's executed like you just can't help but laugh at it but that is not meant to be a comedic moment whatsoever <laughs> and like i feel like that's kind of the ultimate like sin of this movie is like i guess in a lot of ways it's like there's a lot of moments like this movie is tonally confused but it's not like it's not an an intentional choice like this isn't like Taika Waititi like doing shit humor like you know this is like they're trying to be serious and it's not coming across that way and like I don't mind the idea of Corey's character or whatever like I it's it's okay for a movie to have themes but that doesn't mean it executes it well like that's how I feel about this movie is like yeah it has a nice idea but it kind of fumbles it and they're like I'll get into like the nitty-gritty as we talk specifics but um yeah this this was a, this was certainly a, a movie <laughs> it's a movie it's like going to a movie it's, it's like <laughs> a real movie it's for the uh, fans <laughs> no this it's isn't about, it's about oh, it is trauma. about trauma it's about trauma david it's come on it's about trauma <laughs> it's a whole trilogy about trauma you know and trauma brings people together <laughs> uh <laughs> no okay so uh um my thoughts on halloween ends are actually to bring this all full circle i actually really like this movie um I like it, but also for everything I love about this movie, I have like a caveat like David has, and, and I'm like, was this the best way you can execute it? Like what in like there's so many like like there's so many scenes in this movie where I'm like, there are great stuff in this. Like everything with Corey, I think works. It works so much better than it really should. Because when a lot of horror movies do this, like they have like the killer, the next killer, it's always like played so over the top. It's so played, you know, like it's overdone. And here I felt like, I feel like uh, the actor playing Corey, um, who I'm skipping at this, like I'm forgetting at this moment, unfortunately. Jacob Suggs. Okay, for those who don't know, I need to just say this because I knew this was coming. David thinks that I look like Corey. Oh. I kind of see it, kind of, but I think I David's know. just seeing the glasses. I think it's no, no. no. If, if if Jacob <laughs> took off his glasses and shaved, was cleanly shaven, he would look very similar to Corey Cunningham. Wait, Jacob, do you have a glass of chocolate milk somewhere around that you can hold? Maybe that would. Oh Maybe God. you can crush it in your I, hand in a fit of edgelord anger. Okay, I cannot make this up. Oh, you're getting bullied by marching band kids? Oh no. my gosh. David, I cannot make this up. Case, I cannot make this up. Yeah. I legit, without thinking about it, drank like a glass of chocolate milk before we started recording the podcast. Oh. Okay. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'm. Maybe Evil I'm lives on. Story. Maybe this Evil. is just a warning sign for everybody. This movie influenced you. It's a sickness. <laughs> Did I'm you see flashing images? 
when you drank that milk. <laughs> it's like, you know, people were like, he's just like me watching the Batman. Oh my gosh, <laughs> no. It was my, <laughs> he's just like me. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. before disaster. Okay, uh, but yeah, so apparently J- uh, David is uh, claiming Jacob uh, is Corey Cunningham. I think it's the glasses. David, come on. We're all, almost every one of us is wearing glasses. We could all be Corey Cunningham. Oh, God. It's, not, it's not just the glasses. It's like, it's like the shape of his nose. Like, there's more to it than the glasses. Like, there's a lot. There's. We'll, we'll run a poll on Twitter or something about it, and we'll see what the people say. My other That's friend. My other friend who's not been on the show, Tyler Scruggs, more looks more like Corey than uh, oh, Jacob to me. Wait, what? You were telling me about this. Yeah. Yes. My other friend, uh, Tyler, uh, also a friend of the show, um, uh, he looks very much like if Tyler was like a little bit bulkier, he would look a lot like um, uh, Corey. So, yeah. Um but that's beside the point. Um, no, but I really do like the Corey Cunningham character. I do like this idea of, even though it does, again, the caveats, even though it doesn't really make sense that Michael would be like a power down after his 2018 run, like he would just be like, oh, I'm just going to sleep in this tunnel for four years. Like none of that really makes complete sense. And that's kind of like the, my problem with the movie is that it really fits a lot better if Halloween Kills and Halloween was just one movie instead of two movies because there's so much like there's a lot of like there's so much that doesn't really make sense like you clearly feel that they were kind of just making like they were having a very hard time fitting Halloween Kills into their narrative like in a progressive in a progression order um and i don't know i know how case feels and i know how david feels about halloween kills jacob how did you feel about halloween kills real quickly so um i'll make it really quick but i'll I'll say this much i know one of the biggest complaints with halloween ends is that it's not like michael killing enough people and stuff but i actually really like halloween kills i like how again like i said earlier i feel like if the first film is about how michael's impact in that one night affected Lori's family and, and her moving forward in the future. Um, this is very much about Haddonfield. And so it's like the legacy characters aren't just like coming back. It's they're a part of this town that Michael terrorized on that one night, you know? And so mm-hmm. I think okay. that, you know, the complaint of like, Michael didn't kill enough people. He's like weak in Halloween ends. Well, if you want to see him kill a bunch of people, watch 2018 or more specifically watch Halloween Kills because that movie is brutal and lives up to his name, its name, and basically is just Michael killing people the entire time in the most like intense and like just profoundly evil ways possible. Um, Like a lot of people said it was needlessly brutal, but like I feel like it kind of had to be. And I feel like it fills in that middle chapter really well. So I actually really like Halloween Kills it's probably my favorite of the three, but Halloween Ends is like right there. Like I think that I like Halloween Kills more than I like 2018. I'll be real. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I really like. <laughs> listen, okay. Listen, I have the most unpopular opinions of all time. So like, 
for people who know me from Twitter and in real life, this is nothing new. But but like I can imagine that that is like the biggest shock. Like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I really like it's, it. That to answer your question, I like the movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just shrugging, but um, <laughs> but no, but. But no, I mean, I do like this movie. Like I, and the more I have thought about, cause you, in case you and I went and saw this, right. um, you know, when we, I walked out of it, I was, you, I think we were both on the same kind of collective high after seeing this movie. And the more <laughs> I've, I, the more I, you know, thought and sat through, sat about the movie, I feel like the movie grew on me a lot more. Like I really grew attached more to like thinking about Corey's story and how it, and how Allison related to it all because you can watch this movie and maybe David feels this way. Uh, you can watch this movie and just wonder like why would Al like why would they go for basically a predatorial story about you know Allison being attracted to this you know bad boy or this like you know guy that's clearly like you know not on his meds and like and and for me it's like no i feel like the movie everything the movie does is intentional and i feel like for the most part it's for the best reasons the but again as i will mention throughout the sh this this portion of the show the problem with halloween the, the david gordon green's trilogy is that it doesn't really jive with the rest of his mood. Like not every decision jives with the rest of his like trilogy, like stuff that really should have been a huge thing in Halloween Kills or that or was a huge thing. Doesn't really get paid off the right way, in my opinion, in Halloween ends. Yeah. Uh, and so that's, that's kind of like how I feel is like, it's a very clumsy trilogy and I don't quite know what the solution is because like, because the themes it's bring up, there's no all. good. <laughs> Just burn it all. That's what we're gonna do with Exorcist. Okay. That's what we're gonna do with <laughs> Exorcist trilogy coming up. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I feel like the themes are very complicated. Like, there's no great answer, and honestly, like the best answer that the like Gordon Green has to the trauma that the town's been inflicted with, the trauma of. You know the town is even inflicted on itself by mythology what am i saying mythologizing mythologizing uh, yes uh michael myers and Corey cunningham like myth like bringing these myth these things these like true stories to like you know er like mythic legend um, to the point where, I mean, in the first movie of this trilogy, we open with podcasters being like, like so we open with Serial, the podcast being like, and now we're going to go and meet, like, it, it, it's become this huge thing, and it's trying to explore the trauma of it, but then again, every death scene in each of the Halloween movies is so, like, fetishized and glorified. Yeah. Um, to an to like an extreme extent. So, Jacob, I understand your point about Halloween Kills. Like the the death scenes had to be, but also they're so. I mean, ha in Halloween Kills, Michael like has a chainsaw or something and sticks up into a fireman and lifts the chainsaw with the fireman in in him okay, in the air, awesome. killing him. But that's my problem. 
it's so a see, little like, too it's a little too fetishized i understand i understand huh. where people are coming from with that i don't know i think that for that movie specifically it just works i mean like one the movie is called halloween kills and i feel like when you go into a movie called that it's like the, the one thing that people always want to see is like michael killing people and of course you don't want him to kill like certain people in the movie like that's just always how it goes um but i don't know i think again like i guess for me like the movie itself is very much like haddonfield's movie of the trilogy right it's like the whole town i mean by this point we just need to nuke haddonfield because like it's just not gonna stop like it's just gonna keep getting bad but i think that like i don't know i i guess i really like it because it's like one it's it's almost like glorified in a weird way, Michael doing these kills throughout the movie in that one. And I think that it works because it's just kind of reinforcing the idea that, that Michael Myers is like more than just like a man. He's like the embodiment of fear and pure evil. And I feel like the fact that they are so brutal and the fact that like it's so needlessly brutal in a lot of ways with that film, I think it really works for the sake of like reinforcing the themes and ideas of what it wanted to deconstruct and show. And I think that with Halloween ends, um, you still have kind of kills like that, like the radio host, um, which that in itself is like its own, its own thing. But oh, I that, thought, I thought that was actually funny. with the, the tongue and all of that. But I don't know. I think that Halloween kills kind of like, I guess for me, kind of perfectly led into Halloween ends and Halloween ends. There's another thing I want to talk about, but I don't want to get too off topic. So I'm going to pass the the mic to somebody else. But I guess for me, it just works and kind of blends into ends. I feel like they all kind of work and balance each other out very well. Uh, who, want, who wants to go next? Just say, who, who wants to go next? Um, I want to hear David's thoughts. On what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You raised your hand. <laughs> I just know Chase, David you want to go? agrees with me on this. Uh, so I, mean, I was just going to yeah. say, I think that it's interesting to to approach that because I hadn't really thought of like the idea of deconstructing Michael because I I think that I agree with Caleb in that it's it, we do get wonky when we get to the end because like Halloween ends it seems like the idea is to tear down the Michael mythology it seems like the idea is to approach him as a man like it's it's the idea that like for since 1978 we've seen this unstoppable killer character and we finally do get him weaker and we get him sheltered away where the world can't hurt him and where he's had to like pick off a couple of stragglers in the novelization which I just found out is a thing um but like it seems like ends wants to demythologize him and i i think that it's interesting to bring up the kills of 2018 and kills because i think that you you get two different perspectives depending on where you come from because like i love that we get a more brutal michael with the first two movies of this trilogy like he's insidious and clever and shocking like that scene uh with where he kills the two podcasters in 2018 and drops the teeth over the uh over the restroom stall is one of the best scenes in the franchise um but i think it depends on whether or not you feel like 
are are they showing him to be that brutal because they want to like make him less cool are they showing him that brutal because they want to be like no this is a bad person or are they showing him to be that brutal because they want to be cool you know like are are they doing that because they want to be halloween and like i, I think depending on where david gordon and david gordon green was coming from would affect how i feel about this movie i i respect that yeah i can see where you're coming from i think it's like I guess for me, I feel like it's a balance of both because you, with yeah. any horror movie, you want to have like those like really slick and brutal kills that I think right. stand out for the audience and are memorable. But I think at the same time, with a character especially like Michael Myers, it works because he's always been known for having those like brutal kills. He's very slow, but it's like everybody knows like Michael's not going to like run after you. He's going to walk. But if he gets you, it's going to be the most brutal kill of all time. You know, I, I feel like it's always been that way. And so I think that it's kind of like, for me at least, a mix of both. Yeah. But I can see where you're coming from. And again, I, I understand like where a lot of people who don't like these movies, like I get it. And I think that the trilogy itself, looking at it as a whole, makes a lot of like really weird choices that are like, why would you go down this like road? Because you know that like not everyone's gonna be here for it. But I guess for me, that's what makes it like even more commendable in a lot of ways because it's like man like it's taking these different routes that like normal mainstream blockbusters or like normal studio heads would probably be like let's not do that but yet it does um and i think like i'll be honest and this is just me i feel like much like season of the witch was like a left field kind of like throw and it's completely different than anything else in the franchise I feel like this trilogy is kind of the same way. And in like 10 years, the whole thing is going to be like a cult classic. Yeah. Same. I, I, I mean, I, I, here's the thing. Like all of our friends and David uh, don't love this movie. David, I <laughs> promise I'll let you talk. Um, uh, like I understand they don't. And there's a lot of, I think it even got a C plus cinema score. Uh, if some, and it wasn't received very well and on top of that it has an 80 percent drop on like from the box office this weekend uh which is in which even nature is like healing <laughs> is going down the drain <laughs> wait no dave filoni didn't direct this this though david but this is a guapshido motion picture okay <laughs> <laughs> i like that use of motion picture just then Oh my god. Okay, okay. But for real. Uh, <laughs> um but no, I mean, what was I even saying? Uh oh god, what was I saying? Uh no, all no. of your friends don't like this. Yeah. All but here's the thing, like uh you and you case uh you and uh blah, 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 case and I like this, and then Jacob likes this. Uh my friend uh Diego and Jean, uh also friends of our show. Love this, love this movie. Uh, or no, wait, Gene didn't. Gene didn't like it. I'm sorry, Gene. I shouldn't. Uh, no, I mean more people. My point is more people. Even the red letter media people who are always like grumpy about these kind of movies liked this movie. So I feel like there is an audience for this. It's just they went and saw the movie and then just rewatched it a bunch of times on Peacock. And that's where it's finding. I'm hoping I'm right. I'm hoping they're finding their its audience on Peacock because, yikes, that box office is um, not looking promising. 
Um, but yeah, but David, what about you? You're the you're our so, you represent the world <laughs> large. So I do want to like just come out and say the semantics about Michael killing Michael being weak. I don't care about any of that. Like I could care less. I just want quality storytelling and quality filmmaking. I just want a good movie. I don't give a fuck about Michael Myers. Like you know, and I just feel like this is not that and. I think it's a weird choice. Like, I know you kind of touched on it earlier that like they introduced Corey. I don't mind the idea of introducing Corey to be this like face of evil or whatever, but which I, I, I've, I, I'm granted prior to last year, I hadn't seen any Halloween sequel period. The only ones I've seen have been these three and the original movie. So going into so all this, like, is what I saying. don't, I don't have any influence of, oh, this is actually better than whatever they did before or whatever. I know like the Rob Zombie ones are like controversial or something, um, <laughs> but I haven't mm. actually watched them. So mm. I'm not coming at it from that perspective. I'm just coming at it from the perspective of, I'm not really, a, I, I love the original movie, but I have no attachment to this as a franchise. And um, I think it's a weird choice to introduce him and make him a more prominent character than any other character in the movie that you're that anyone else that's being carried over from the previous movies like he has a bigger he has more screen time than probably Allison Michael and Laurie combined yes. and i think that's weird like why 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 couldn't if you were if you wanted this guy to be so important why didn't you introduce him earlier in the trilogy or something? Like, why is he just getting introduced in this movie and for it to be primarily around him? Like, that just seems yeah. like a weird decision in general. Like, at least in terms of looking at it as a trilogy. Like, for the movie, it's like, okay, I guess it kind of... Eh. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my thing on that. I, I really could care less about Michael being weak or like, like that's fine with me. Um, and then like, it just seems weird to me that this movie, like there's a lot of, I, I hate to like pick up like plot holes and be super nitpicky, but it doesn't make sense in the continuity that Laurie in those previous two movies was all like, oh, I need to be prepared for him. And then like all of a sudden she's like her, she's all healed and she's, yeah. she's fine. She's been through therapy. Like it, it doesn't make sense that like she has no kind of, it doesn't seem like she has any precautions and in, in place for if Michael did come back. Cause she, the weird thing about it is that she knows he's still out there. It's not like he got locked up or he's dead or she thinks he's dead or anything like that to where there's a sense of closure for her. There is no closure. There's this lingering evil that, you know, is fixated on you. It doesn't make sense that like all of a sudden she's writing a blog or book or whatever the hell. The and then like, can we talk about that? Like, it bothered me so much. I hate when movies do this. Like, she's, like, narrating the book. And then as, as she's narrating it, they also show you her typing it. And then you have to see her backspace and type it again. And just, like, the visual storytelling of that sequence drove me insane. I hated it. <laughs> and then can we talk about the fact that Corey got bullied by some marching band kids, like, why couldn't okay. they, it's like the obvious thing, even though it'd be super cliche, just make them jocks 
it doesn't why is this edgelord kid getting bullied by marching really? band yeah. you know like it they doesn't make the sense. Club was so they're awesome. the losers <laughs> even like adults just like make them adults just... yeah why do they need to be like high schoolers at all like i don't know it just kind of it's hilarious in the way it's executed well david we have to reference the john carpenter classic christine where oh. he's bullied by uh where the kid is bullied by other like non-jock people and and he has to kill and he has to kill the jocks with cars much we like gotta have scene. we gotta have the like glove shit uh and glove of this movie and like with her like using the sewing needle or him like stabbing her with the sewing needle or whatever it's like oh it's a clear homage to the original and we gotta show you the footage and the flashbacks as she's having trauma like i hated that <laughs> I may interject real quick. You were like, "How how did Corey get bullied by like why would he get bullied by high schoolers, bro? I teach high school and get bullied by high schoolers every day. So yeah, but you're a teacher. I, saw that, I was like, he's just like me. <laughs> Wait, oh, okay, shit. That's, that's um, parallels, man. That oh shit, time. this is a Are massive you? coincidence. A David may be right. <laughs> Would you would you mind looking at this photo of Jamie Lee Curtis and telling me your your feelings? Yes. Like, Speak. Okay, that just reminded me of another thing that drove me crazy in this movie. Oh, no. The way that like Lori like looks at she has no supporting evidence to think that there's something off about Corey. She just sees it in his eyes, and that was the dumbest thing. Ooh. That's yeah. no. Oh well, hold on. Well. Uh, well, you know what, Jacob? Let me hear what you're going to say because you and I are probably thinking the same thing. Go ahead. Okay. Thank you. I've been waiting to bring up this point the entire time. It's been in the back of my head. It's like something that I actually really commended the movie for. And my bring friend and I were talking about this for like hours the other day um, because I watched the movie on Peacock. I was like super duper sick whenever I watched this movie. So I was looking forward to watching it all day because I had nothing to do. So maybe that's why I enjoyed the movie a little bit more. <laughs> but also, I want to bring this up, going back to what David said. Okay, so as weird as I think it is that, like, Allison's ex is, like, some 35-year-old, like... Oh, my God, that was another thing. Like, what the, like why is she dating some dude that's, like, a again, decade she's older than her? really bad taste in I, men. I, I, I'm, great, just, I'm just going to throw it out there. That's a... Uh, men be predatory. I feel like that's yeah. on him. I feel so, like that's a hidden problem. I agree. So I also think that the, the, so the original film, the original 1978 Halloween, one of the biggest takeaways that people have talked about for years and years and years, and I think, I believe Rob Zombie tackled them in his films as well, is the um, kind of like psychosexual connection between Michael and Lori. Not so much on Lori's behalf, obviously, but it's so much more of like Michael's fascination with her. Um, she's a young high school girl in the original and Michael's specifically stalking her throughout like the entire film um, and killing mainly high schoolers throughout the entire film. Um, and so I feel like there's always been like this like psychosexual connotation between Michael's like kind of like hellbent quest to get Lori. And so to kind of like bring that back for like the final, I say final loosely because we all know how these things typically go, but like somehow for, for Michael now, Myers has returned. 
<laughs> I guess for, like, for now, just... it's like the final chapter, but like to kind of come back to that with like Corey and Michael, or Corey and Michael, Corey and Allison, I think that um, it, it's actually kind of interesting, I feel. Um, and I think that it kind of, I guess for me, makes perfect sense as to why Lori would kind of catch on because at first, like, you know, she thinks he's like a good kid, all of that. But again, much like evil kind of takes a new shape, uh, pun intended, I guess. Different well, shape. But I, I think that she just kind of realizes like, wait a minute, like once she kind of starts seeing the same thing that she experienced all those years ago, it, it kind of becomes apparent to her what's going on. And but it feels to me like she doesn't have anything to really support her. So she just is suspicious because she's suspicious. Well, it doesn't really feel like there's well, anything. I feel like there's like the visual imagery of it, you know, because it's like she sees him outside um, and some oh, other stuff like as well. And, and thing also or whatever. Like, yeah. Oh, that's like, true. Yeah, he does do the hedge creep move yeah yeah and he like sneaks up behind her which I i'm guilty of doing all the time just <laughs> i come with my own like sound effect anyway you know like jump scare sound effect so you know well, uh, he also sleeps in like the same spot that he like you know can we talk about how he bangs allison like... in her grandma's house how <laughs> 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 what he bangs Allison in in her grandma's house. Can we yeah, talk about weird. it? Yeah. Like that's that's so strange. I mean, where else are they gonna do it? The Motel Six that's also got rapey vibes, you know. <laughs> or maybe in the sewer or something, you know. But like, I don't know. Yeah, David, a weird the movie. sewer oh. is a great place to get laid. I'm just well, making a joke, like about, and then like it's weird that like Michael Myers has been lingering in the sewer for like no one's thought to look down there or like I don't know. It's like if you all know this guy is like such a problem, it doesn't seem like I'll tried very hard to find him. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I do. Yeah. There's a Photoshop of Michael and Corey riding the motorcycle together, and it's oh, been that like be for like weeks now. I love it. Oh, oh my yeah, gosh. The best. Can we get like oh, a father son montage of like them hanging out, like playing a game of catch? So small. <laughs> yeah. I got I got one better. A call you call me by your name montage, but with McCory no. and Michael. Oh no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Michael yeah. Michael doesn't eat people like Army Hammer. Oh that's true. Yeah. Michael's way less evil. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You know. He, hey, he don't eat people. That was his line. He draws the line. Tried to go <laughs> to Texas and meet up with his friend Leatherface. Couldn't stay a night. Couldn't handle the food. Uh, couldn't stomach I want it. I an Avengers-style movie, like a Suicide Squad movie of all the horror icons coming together to fight against... Like, I want Pazuzu and Michael like tag-teaming on killing people. Pazuzu I'm going to make Michael Myers talk. So I had a running joke with my friends. Oh, what if like, it's like they're like a suicide squad team up, but they have to take down like Hollywood's biggest predators. So they have to fight like David O. Russell and like okay. Brian Singer. And, you know, like they got Kevin to take Spacey. Harvey. Yeah, this is good. Go. This is good. We yes. Should. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. I, everybody, like brainstorm. We're going to make two more movies out of this. So, <laughs> Case, you're going to get the sequel. And then, David, um, Jacob, you're going to get the third movie. David and I are going to have so much drama on set. 
Oh my god. I was like, David, it's gonna be reminiscent of the themes of the story. And David's and uh David's gonna be like, Jacob, we can't do this. It's, no one's gonna like it but you. <laughs> they, or David no, David's gonna be like, it doesn't make any plot sense. <laughs> make any sense. And I'm just like over here, just like writing the for writing my next trilogy about the next um, So you're gonna JJ Abrams it, is what I'm hearing. Yes. I'm writing the next story. JJ Abrams. I love that man. (sighs) Well, you know, hey, a broken clock usually is right twice a day, so. Jacob, chocolate milk. Don't crush that glass, man. This this wine is really working. (laughs) In my head, I had like a whole bit I was gonna do to where I was gonna be different for like the rest of the time. Oh, and like be a different character, but like I'm not gonna. I'm too tired. You sure? Okay, okay, okay. Damn, I know the record. I know I really should get. We really should try and do these earlier, but whatever um anyway uh so let's just yeah let's talk about Corey. i mean what do we think of the actor what do we think uh, about his character um he's got some mommy issues uh much like uh michael did did he um do we have that confirmed is that a thing that michael had Oh, I guess you're right. I don't know. I, um, I'm sorry. In the, I got the in first the one encyclopedia, I didn't know. Like, I've, I, I'm, I'm right there with you, David. I've only seen uh, the first two, like, Carpenter movies and then this trilogy. Uh, so I, I didn't know if, like, maybe in The Curse of Michael Myers, it was like, oh, by the way, uh, Judith was a, a jerk to him all the time. Well, in Halloween, like Rob Zombie's movie, the one where they have the classic line, I will skull fuck the shit out of you. Um, oh, what? Well, yeah. I stole that oh, from yeah. Hamlet, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jacob knows what I'm talking about. Um, uh, and. Yeah, very Shakespearean of Rob Zombie. Um, Listen, the first Rob Zombie film is not that great. Halloween no, it two things. I kind of like the second one. That's what I keep hearing, but I'm like, I, I was so oh, angry thanks. after the first Rob Zombie movie that I, I never saw Halloween. I, I never have seen H two. So, um, no, but yeah. Um, where were we at? Um, Jace, do you want to take Corey? the uh, Corey Cunningham yeah yeah sure I'll uh gosh uh I mean I'll, I'll go ahead and say like as far as performance I think that um discount Ansel Elgort uh did really well uh with what he was given um I I think that in terms of just like like speaking as as someone who went to school to learn how to act um you when you get a character who's like in pain and like is supposed to be sort of a shrinking violet, that can be really challenging because the you 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 don't want to convey too much uh, emotion while simultaneously like a lot's got to be going on behind your face. I think he's great. Um, you know, I mean, obviously he gets a lot of outward uh, boosts, but like from the moment that you see him after that cold open at the beginning of the movie, you know that he's got a lot going on beneath the surface. Like you, you realize that that event has like put him on a darker path. Um, and, and I do think his story 
works about as well as it possibly could uh, for introducing him in the last movie. I gotta agree with David. I think that like, in terms of his use, he either needed to be in the trilogy the entire time because he's not involved in the finale at all. Like, hashtag spoilers. Um, but he, it, like, for what he does in the finale, he needed either more screen time in the trilogy, or if he's gonna be only in this one movie, I would boost up the other character's screen time because ultimately he is a foil for the rest of them. Um, so, like, points for performance, um, minus points for, for usage, I would say. Okay, so I just thought up a good question to the whole group. <clears throat> if they hadn't killed Allison's boyfriend from the first two movies, and then they made that character into Corey, do you think this story would have worked better? Yeah. Wait, that's a great point. Yeah. <laughs> it would, yeah, that would have flowed way better. <clears throat> I feel like it works either way. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of partial to Corey Corey Cunningham. Well, but, yeah, well, I mean, you got the resemblance, and ah, I, I walk into it every time. <laughs> I, I I can never talk about this movie ever again. <laughs> I'm retired. Hey, I didn't say anything, Jacob. I didn't say Jacob sucks. Jacob sucks. I'm not mad about this. I'm just. I think it's funny, but yeah, no, but. Because that's, I mean, I'm not saying that I agree with my my kind of scenario, but it's like, the, from what I'm hearing from all three of you, it's like, this is the path we probably should, it's, and it goes to my point, you know, that I feel like David Gordon Green kind of was making this up as he was kind of going along. Yeah. Like, he was just trying probably. to think, like, he was probably, like, told, oh, after Halloween 2018, like, okay, that's, it, Halloween 2018 was a bigger hit than we thought. It's the biggest, it's it's the highest grossing Halloween movie of all time. Um, we need like two of these instead of one more movie. Yeah. And David Gordon Green's like, um, oh, uh, I only have one movie left. And they were like, well, just make the one movie. Make, or split it into two parts, you know. And something, you know. And, and that's why I feel like Kills is kind of for me divisive like for me that's why it's kind of a mixed bag because and also it's kind of like what hinders the entire trilogy it's like if empire strikes back was a had like weird themes or whatever or if last jedi like completely was all fans or or if like it's it's all like if if these sequels like did not work and then you got the third movie that you originally planned that's uh, that's I feel like how it went. That's like why I feel like Halloween Ends kind of suffers. It suffers from the consequences of rewrites and come and having to come up with a second movie in this trilogy on the spot. And also, COVID also didn't help things too. I don't think because <laughs> now they have like an extra year to, or two to write these movies. So it's I don't know. It just I feel like it they had a lot of problems going into this and they didn't expect it because I don't know just watching the Halloween and Halloween kills and now Halloween ends as a full picture, it should have been just the two parter they originally planned. Uh 
and yeah, they probably should have had the boyfriend character survive to make it. But then again, we wouldn't have Rohan Cam- Campbell's performance as Corey Cunningham. I finally looked up the name. That's how I know. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh. That's me. That was my performance. Oh, oh, that, oh that's <laughs> your stunt double's name. Jacob, I'm sorry. Jacob's <laughs> embraced it. Jacob worked hard on that movie, man. Come on. I mean, he literally. I gave, it, I gave it my all. I'm not gonna lie. I've been crying off screen. This man during, impersonated during him on IMDb. This is identity theft. Uh, <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out, David. What if? What if just mysteriously one day, on Letterboxd, we change the actor? Just someone could do it. To, to me. To me, sure. instead of the I guy have an who actually played him, <laughs> and so when you click on it, you're like, "Who's this guy?" <laughs> it's like it's like the same vibes as when every tagline became "See the movie" for like yeah. a little while there. Okay. Um. um yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, David. This movie, Halloween Ends, in terms of how it like fits into like the franchise or whatever. It kind of reminds me of another movie that came out this year that was also distributed by Universal. That was another franchise conclusion, Jurassic World Dominion, where it was like all about like locusts at the end when it and when it's the franchise about dinosaurs. And what? this is like, oh, you haven't seen Jurassic World no. Dominion? I'm sorry. No, it's fine. no, you're, we're not you're, sorry. You're a you're a lucky man. Don't don't <laughs> don't bother. But that that movie is about locusts um, instead of dinosaurs, and so this movie is kind of similar in the sense, like, where it's like, oh, instead of like about these other characters that like you've been following, oh, here's this new guy. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> that's kind of the a similar thing that. Yeah, I mean that's a good point. I mean I, but I feel like it's a little better here because in the end it is about how evil like continues and takes different shape like as one story ends another again going back to the card from kyle richards another phase is ending and the new one's beginning you know it's it's i like that incorporation of it i do think it's better incorporated here i mean locusts i mean it's just whatever colin trevorrow just needed a story device um but (laughs) But I, I, I'll just say this: like I will, I will stand by the Corey Cunningham decision just because I feel like it, it does take theme, it gives Halloween in something to latch onto, and it makes the movie different than any of the other entries. Like it actually gives it something that the franchise really needed. Uh, what I will say though, I do think the marketing did the movie dirty because if you just watch the marketing, you think, oh, this is going to be like two hours yeah. of Lori and Michael just like duking it out. You, the 60 year old woman and then the 65 year old de- decomposing man, they're just going to duke it out for two hours. I will say that would have been an even worse movie. <laughs> oh, I understand. <laughs> yeah. But no, if you were. Good, good, okay. Sorry. Oh, I, I was just gonna like, because I, I, that's I, I was I have been thinking about this with seeing everyone's reactions to the movie. Like, I, I've I've seen people who want to see that final showdown, and I feel like there's no way that showdown is satisfying. Like to do something completely different and introduce this other character, and like eventually have that final showdown, but like 
to, to center it within all of the, it, the world moving around these two characters who don't want to have that final showdown is more interesting than just making the whole movie a fight scene between, in between two senior citizens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although oh, I would watch that movie. <laughs> just Michael throwing his walker at Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> and Jamie Lee Curtis just throwing her thin or blood thinner pills at him. So I'm sorry, I'm making fun of the elderly. Um, it's okay, most of them suck anyway. It's fine. <laughs> wow, Jacob, that's um sounds like an opinion of someone who might kill a couple of the elderly. Uh, <laughs> Jacob ageist? No, Jacob. no. <laughs> What's like the thing that the riddler says when he's like, no, no, this is not how it was supposed to go. No. No, no. No. Um, um, but, but no, 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 no. I, but no. So okay. Uh, I will. I think we've been kind of dancing around the spoilers. But does anyone have any like spoiler scenes they want to talk about before we move on? Can we uh, talk about? Oh, are we in spoilers? So we're in spoilers. I mean, we kind of have been. I just yeah, never made okay. the announcement. But just here, spoilers, everyone. Go see the movie or don't stick around whatever you want to do just listen so just just because we were just on the subject of the showdown can we talk about how like anticlimactic and drawn out that was like yeah. his death like it was ridiculous yes <laughs> i mean he's crucified basically and then like he, they like carry his body to the shred wood shredder it's like Wait, oh I, I like the whole town being involved but i agree it's needlessly dramatic like there there's another better way to write the entire town being involved i didn't hear a word you just said casey oh shoot um yeah no it's i i was just saying like it's it's a needlessly dramatic like i or even just, I guess, the words drawn out. Yeah, I, I would agree. Either Lori needs to kill him outright or the entire town needs to kill him outright. But as it is, it, it goes on for like 10 minutes too long. Um, I like it. Just, I mean, I do think it's, I like it. The only problem I have with it is the whole town. Like, like they all do a parade of the end of Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah. And... I wouldn't mind it so much if this was the end of Halloween Kills, but the problem with it is the whole movie has been building up as the town's hysteria in need in need of a boogeyman, like in need yep. of like having to project their own trauma, you know, onto other people's traumas. Like, Traumaception. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's what it is though. It, it's 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 that like the trauma obsession is what created this problem like it created Corey cunningham more than uh an eye-to-eye look you know first meet with michael myers like that like that's that was more toxic and so to have the whole town be like rewarded for basically watching michael myers be thrown into the meat grinder it's like no, no, that doesn't work at all. This is the entire town's fault. Their whole hysteria is what caused this problem. Yeah. Like, I think it would be more compelling if Corey was like independent of, of the if, he, if he if he like never encountered Michael Myers and he became evil of it on his own volition. Like I think that would have been more compelling, like to have him like 
have his like little villain origin story what the hell but like kind of just like become evil on his own like the town like made him evil like you know he's kind of like the school shooter analog or whatever <laughs> like like he's like oh you wronged me okay i'm gonna come back and murder you later <laughs> i can see that but i can also see someone going like one of the many like millions of producers that were on this movie going we should at least have michael myers like show up somewhere in this yeah. movie so I understand what you're, and it would have been a more compelling movie like this. I like, I mean, and even the opening sets up that story, like as laughably as that opening is for you, David, it sets up the entire premise of that entire, it sets up that entire premise you just mentioned. The whole hysteria, like the reason why Corey acts the way he does is because he fears that Michael is in the house and he's babysitting on Halloween night. So he believes Michael is in this house. And so he does the thing he does because he believes Michael is in the house with him and the shitty, okay. And that shitty little- Let's talk about how sadistic that little kid is. Oh (laughs) yeah, that kid was going to be a murderer. We, that Corey Cunningham probably saved more lives than he killed. (laughs) That that kid was the next Michael Myers. No one wanted to take credit, but it was. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, David. You were- wanting to vouch oh just like how sadistic he was like locking him in a room it's like he kind of almost deserved what happened to him (laughs) i'll say it fuck you kid (laughs) Ah! black kale's black adam review yeah (laughs) fuck Fuck we'll get there we'll get there when we get there fuck you i wish i could have done that to uh, done what Corey did to this kid to black adam (laughs) just throw the film reels like as they're finishing and just throwing it over some stairs and Dwayne Johnson looks up to me like yeah oh nice cheers cheers no my name is having my favorite drink oh my gosh no Okay, I do have a question about that brand, though. Is their chocolate milk really that good? Yeah, they, yeah. That's good. Okay. All right, I'll have to try some. I thought, I heard it was, like, healthy chocolate milk, so I had assumed it was, like... Okay, so it's it's really good. I... Mm, Uh Don't mention the name, by the way. Don't mention it. I'm not going to say the name. And I'll say this much, there's some controversy behind the ethics of how they treat the animals with this Whoa. milk. So I've just found this out recently. So damn it. As, as Jacob hates animals, animals confirmed. confirmed. <laughs> no, no. I keep thinking L's in this whole podcast. I'm gonna be like, Kale, can you like cut out like 90% of everything I so far the list is high school. We don't old people and animals so i mean i thought jacob was going into like he loved animals but okay um he's still drinking the milk (laughs) hey we all have to get our nutrients somehow they they can't see me drinking the milk so as far as they know i'm I'm not i'm not drinking (laughs) well you just confessed to it audibly but we never mentioned the name either so uh okay so yeah Corey, uh, he fucks up, and Hawkins, of course, gives like the nice, like in the grocery store, like 
Yeah, he fucked up. So basically, the the townspeople, like they, I guess, understand. Like people come to understand that he fucked up. Like it was just an accident. Like, but also they also bully him for reasons. Um, and I don't know. Like, what, I love this movie also just because the moment like Corey and Allison they do start date dating, they go on that nice like Halloween party. They dance. Uh, Corey does like the weird like thing where he's on the ground like dancing. I don't know what that <laughs> dance move is. If anyone can help me, uh, but he does that weird shuffle dance or whatever. And um, and like I don't know. Like there's that moment where like you feel for Corey like truly because he's finally like coming out of his shell. He's finally like experimenting and feeling himself in a metaphorical way, not in a, in a metaphorical <laughs> way. <laughs> he's feeling himself um and what like he's at- into? <laughs> Damn Corey you, feeling himself <laughs> i'm sorry i had to put up the chocolate bit the chocolate milk for my bit <laughs> earlier i didn't want it to like spoil but uh, okay you I'll want the chocolate <laughs> you know what that, that's a responsible homeowner move i'll take it that's that's good yeah. on you okay Thank great you. I don't hey, want to waste your house once. <laughs> um, but no, uh, we were talking about Corey feeling him, like it, metaphorically feeling himself at the Halloween dance party. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will stop mentioning it. Okay, the more you say metaphorically feeling himself, the more it feels like you are in denial about it. <laughs> You never like just like had a you never like just metaphorically like, experiment, like socially like experimented like you know different dance users. <laughs> <laughs> You've never like oh, let's try some things out while we're in social environment. <laughs> this is wow. This is revealing of me. I'm sorry. Greatest podcast ever. Um, we're not even halfway through. <laughs> um sadly uh okay 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 let's start wrap okay let's all right other thoughts on halloween ends let's start because we are almost an hour in oh uh any other thoughts anyway um off off the top of my head i it feels weird i feel like i've had a lot of criticisms of this movie even though i kind of like it um I, I think it's weird that the town, like, I understand thematically why the town feels the way that it does about Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, I I should just say Lori, because she is actually in character for this. But, um, like, everyone keeps coming up and blaming her. Uh, and that feels very weird because, like, it, like, in Halloween Kills, he very explicitly is going after the whole town. Like... Uh, the lady that approaches her outside the grocery store, it feels weird of her to be like, you did this. You provoked him. When, like, she was in the hospital that entire note, uh, that entire night, and he was walking around stabbing people. Like, that feels a little unfounded to me. Well, yeah. I mean, it is the idea that, again, people have this, like, weird thing with Jamie, or not Jamie, Lori, of that, you know, they're all tied together and she provoked him. Which is not what happened at all, and but I mean, then again, I mean, town people are going to town people. They're going to gossip, and they're going to create their own versions of 
their story. That's why my that's why Haddonfield should just burn to the ground. I mean, yeah. all actually all most American small towns have this problem. They probably all should just. I mean, yeah, can't confirm. Michael Myers got a 34 kill streak. Call it a tactical nuke, Michael. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> My man's on the battle pass. He's got the grind. I, <laughs> I guess I'll give my final thoughts now, I guess. I, I think that everything I've said about this movie, I, I feel like it's going to be a thing that like 10 years from now, people are going to talk about it and another in, in a very divisive way. Um, but again, I, I feel like for me, if you like the other two movies, I feel like you're gonna like this one. I feel like, again, I have no idea how it was even greenlit in the first place. There's things in it that I don't like. Um, I like talking about what I enjoy more than I talk about things I don't like. So I've been trying to spread some positivity at least for this movie here and on Twitter. Um, but well, and, well, and you came on Thor: Love and Thunder being all negative, but that's not beside the point. Well, look, that's different because Taika Waititi's got a very special place in hell, but that's beside the point. Okay, I, yeah, go, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, I had to I tell, chime I in for Taika Waititi slander. But all jokes aside, I, I think that the movie itself is imperfectly interesting. I'll, I'll end on that. I feel like it's definitely not like some masterpiece. I know I've been defending it in a lot of ways, but it's not perfect. It really isn't, but I really enjoyed it a lot. I think that it's very different. It's definitely a a giant swing, um, very reminiscent of Halloween 3. And I think that it it goes back to the roots of the series in a way that is way more interesting and impactful than it would have just been for Michael like having a bunch of kills and then ending with a giant lorry versus Michael fight. I think that what they've done here is definitely not for everyone. I think it's already proven that, but I think that especially in years to come, it'll be like very like a a topical film within the franchise for sure. And I'm interested to see where they go from here. um, If we're going to get any more Halloween movies and and if so, where we kind of go. But for now, for this being the end, I'm satisfied. I like it um and if if it's just for me and not for anybody else or for very few people i can live with that that's cool uh david um so just two random things uh off the top of my head this movie is just like pretty hilariously unsubtle in like everything it says and does and um it also is kind of like it it I feel like a lot of this movie requires way too much suspension of disbelief. And one of those things being when Allison and Corey like first meet each other, it's like all of a sudden like love at first sight, like a Disney movie. Like it just feels a little too far-fetched. Like when they actually start going on dates and bonding, it's like, okay, I can buy that. But it's like the way it kind of happens, like, oh, she was bandaging his wound. It's like, you know, it's just a little too silly. Okay, I can get behind that. Uh, Case? Um, yeah, uh, I, I, I agree with you both. Um, I mean, David, I, I think for sure the biggest problem with this movie is that the most interesting things that it does are rushed. Like the, the meet cute is rushed. Like it would be more interesting to see Allison have to work through her trauma 
to like this guy and then be rewarded with the pain that she gets. Um, you know, it would be more interesting to to see the development of all this instead of like just Corey's development go through. But in terms of how I feel about this movie at the end of the day, uh, I expected to get another movie about Michael and Lori hating each other and wanting to take each other down. And I, I, I agree with Jacob. I think that what I have as a fan of the original ends of the first two movies is something that I don't I, I would never in a million years say is a perfect movie, but it does interest me more than I expected this movie to. Uh, and I, that makes me pretty happy as a fan. Um, uh, also, I did not once hear Evil Dies Tonight in this, and that makes me pretty happy. Which is ironic because Evil did die. That it night. did! This is the one time it would have been appropriate! <laughs> Someone probably said it, and then they were just like, no, John Carpenter's theme is, that, is too good to like have that like interrupted. Um... <laughs> My final thoughts are this was a weird trilogy, but I appreciate, I, I understand what Gordon Green was going for. I appreciate it, especially since horror movies franchises don't get that, especially for slasher movies, they don't really get the opportunity to be like, let's hire a good director. Let's actually hire like someone who can actually, who actually has pedigree, who actually, you know, knows how to make good movies. Then why they hired it's, David Gordon yeah. Green? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 But like they, but I mean, David Gordon Green has arguably done good movies, like movies that people do actually like. Um, I know. I was just, I just wanted to make I, a joke. I love the qualifier. <laughs> arguably, that's that's very fun. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like I was there for for the franchise and in in i feel like some of the things i got rewarded um i love jamie lee curtis all the way through i feel like andy uh, andy the uh, oh gosh who is the girl andy match match check we'll just go with sure. that uh i thought she did a great job i felt like that like this was a good trilogy good for breakouts i feel like what they did was really good uh, it's just it is a very clumsy trilogy and i do have like a lot of caveats yeah. for a lot of the things that even i really like um also i'm glad that john carpenter came back and scored all three movies easily the best easily the best parts of each movie and yeah I i'm just it's a good like it's good like this was a good solid trilogy i don't know what he will do with exorcist uh going forward i don't know i don't even know how you begin to do a trilogy out of the exorcist movies um so we'll see how that goes um and also i cannot wait till uh we're in the junkyard again and some dog pisses fire on michael's grave <laughs> and that's how michael <laughs> comes back from the grave <laughs> for those who know what i'm talking about you know you know Anyway, uh, if anyone, if no one else has anything else to say, um, let's go into plugins. Uh, starting with uh, Case, do you have any Twitter or anything you want to plug or promote? 
Sure. Um, so Twitter handle is case of spades 32. Uh, and if y'all are on Twitch, uh, I am going to be doing a radio play with uh, acting under the influence uh, on the 29th. It should be 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we're doing a radio play version of Frankenstein and I get to play Victor Frankenstein. So uh, that'll be on Twitch. Nice. That's awesome. David, if you can, or not David, uh, Case, sorry, sorry, I had a moment. Case, uh, if you can, send me the link, I'll send me the link to that Twitch if it's available yet. Yeah, uh, they, I'll, I'll see what I can do. It's the ID is not available yet or something, but yeah, I'll, I'll do what I can. Awesome. All right. And like I was, David. Go ahead with your plugin. Um, you can find me on Twitter at wiser underscore David. And then if you want to check out an inactive film blog, you can go look at <laughs> film assessment. Uh, I haven't written on it in almost a year. I'm sorry about that as always. Uh, but uh, yeah, you can go check that out. The link will be in the description below. Um, just there for you to read overviews. Um, sorry. <laughs> But hey, David reviews uh, movies here, and it's fantastic, uh, and I appreciate it a lot. Um, so you're coming Jake... at gold like this podcast. <laughs> Sorry, that was that was uh, that was too modest of me. <laughs> anyway, Jacob. Yeah, um, you can find me on Twitter at jtimsuggs. Uh, I mainly give all of my hot takes there. Um, I do have a YouTube channel. I haven't posted on it in a while. It's called Frame by Frame. Um, I upload periodically. I do have a couple of videos I'm going to be working on soon. Um, it's just a matter of me finding the time to film them. And I recently moved, so I'm working on a new set. But once that all kind of gets into the swing of things, I'll be posting on there again. So stay tuned for the stuff there. All right. Uh, okay, so we are going to take a quick break and we will be back with Black Adam. The hierarchy of power is about to change. Oh my god, I'm oh, it most certainly will, my friend. Oh, oh, uh, I need more wine. I, I, I'm gonna. I, I've been drinking out of this giant mason jar of wine the whole evening. I'm gonna refill it while we take a break. That's such anyway, a play. anyway, thanks again. Thank you, Case. Uh, thanks, everyone. We'll be back. Really, we'll be back in a little bit.